0: Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I am your host, Darren Long. I am also the Senior Vice President of Sales with Guildhall. And by my side today, and always, Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Today's show, jam-packed, a lot of information to get through. We are excited Gold and silver on a terror over the last few weeks. If you're listening, I'm sure you're watching and uh, let our passion shine through this week because uh, if you are following along, we're taping on Thursday and what a day it has become. I will remind everybody before we get started uh, that we are not your financial planners or advisors. Uh, We never pretend to be and we don't want to be. We want to act as experts in the arenas of gold and silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. We're experts in the buying and the selling of that product. We're experts in the storage of that product, all three of which we will talk about on today's show, as well as natural colored diamonds. Jeremy, this has been an interesting week, uh, one filled with passion from many sides of many markets around the world. We have the tariff discussion happening. It's in full swing. We have not one, not three, not five, but six bank heads from the Federal Reserve come out and offer opinions about what the economy is telling us. We're going to talk about that as well. And also uh, a little bit about what they are saying in the marketplace about the trade war and how it impacts gold and silver. And we're going to start this week Talking about uh, gold and silver. Currently, as we taped the show, gold sitting at around 1517, around the 1520 range. Up, folks, still 16, almost 16.5% year to date. Silver sitting at around 1880 range right now, down slightly from its peak of around 1960. And what a tremendous peak that was. Some excitement setting in, a little glimpse into what lies ahead. Up more than gold now on the year at about 18 and a little bit percent uh, year to date. And we have some exciting news as part of this week's show, the announcement of our September Twitter contest. Jeremy, one ounce RCM Royal Canadian Mint silver bar free to the person that we pick at the end of the month. We'll pick that, and we'll announce that contest live on YouTube. And all you have to do is go over to our Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash retweet follow like us and if you want an extra entry free of charge give us a call and mention the contest and we will enter you twice that is our thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to the show and following us on twitter we love that twitter love and we'll announce it throughout the show and uh, let's turn our attention now jeremy to what silver and gold are actually doing right what a week um the price gold fifteen seventeen silver eighteen seventy six uh, gold up over sixteen percent on the year silver up over eighteen percent of the year. What do you make of the price right now? Well,
1: we had a great run. Mm-hmm. I think the key thing for for both metals was breaking through the major levels of resistance. Gold getting through that fourteen fifty, um, and which it broke uh, a couple weeks back, and silver really getting over that eighteen fifty. And uh, now, what's happened since then is very interesting. Anyone watching the silver market will have noticed that silver played incredible catch-up. As we said it would, Darren, on this very show, mm-hmm. we said gold would be the first out of the gates. Silver's always a bit slow to start catching up, but once it starts to move, it will move very, very quickly. And even clients looking to get into the market for the first time mm-hmm. have noted that uh, the market is moving very, very quickly. Now, of course... What goes up can sometimes come down, and we're, we're happy to see some consolidating in the market right now. So silver today, for example, is off four, just over 4%. And for the rest of the show, we want to bring in some some ideas against this, which is this idea that the, the trade talks, everything's smooth, there's no more uncertainty, we're back to the table, everything's wonderful, and then there goes the price of silver. Well, it doesn't really work like that. In fact, if you were to look closer at these markets, it looks more to me like silver was definitely overbought, mm-hmm. that there was a, a short squeeze on the market. And uh, the big banks took the opportunity of the employment figures to use that to really try to attack the silver market and get it back down. Now, did it work? Yeah, we're off 4%, but we're still above that 1850. So I really like what I'm seeing right now. Uh, Could there be a little bit more pullback? Perhaps. It's obviously a second opportunity to get into this market, but we're clearly into the bull run. And I think given what the Fed members were saying this week, Darren, I think we have confirmation that there is a very good reason to be a part of this market, gold and silver, right now.
0: Well, of course, there is ultimately one place where you can find out more information about this guildhallwealth.com the website or the number 18778 silver will give throughout the show but there seems to be zero doubt in my mind that in fact we have entered a new phase people in the office this week we've been showing them a specific chart talking a little bit about that marketplace and showing the previous peaks of the market in 2011 2008 2006 and 04 so it's happened four times the pattern is the same it may look different in gold versus silver because, of course, uh, gold is a larger market, so it's not quite as choppy on the chart as silver, but that pattern repeats itself over and over again and technically very poised to see a much higher price. Now, Early on in this bull market, no one can say what the top of this market might be or when it might come, but based on what we've seen in the past, this could be a run right now through spring, and we could be at the very early stages of a market that could well exceed the previous highs of gold at 1920 and silver at $49 an ounce.
1: It certainly feels uh, the last couple of weeks like 2010 all over again, right, mm-hmm. where in in August of 2010, the price of silver was continuing to consolidate, and then boom, out of nowhere, mid-August, it just started moving. And by September, we were we were heading into the $20 range. So uh, that kind of quickness of movement in the market feels very similar to that. And we know what this market is capable of simply because it's so undervalued. Now, silver has come down. Uh, that, that ratio, silver to gold ratio, has narrowed a little bit from over 90 to 1 at one point during the summer. I think we're back down to just below 80. I haven't checked it uh, just before the show, but we should be around that 80, 80 to 1 mark. So things are, are good in that sense. Still, very, that that ratio is telling you it's very much still undervalued. But let's talk about these Fed members who came out because you mentioned, Darren, that six of them, not mm-hmm. one, not two, mm-hmm not 3 not 4 not 5 but six fed members had to come out and be wheeled out into into the mainstream media to 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 make comments and what what do you think that's all about Darren like why is it that Um, Jerome Powell, it seems to be not allowed to talk to the public before their next meeting, but they can wheel out all the other members to, to talk about the market.
0: Well, of course the, the members want to, uh, to, to dispel the myth that there's any real concerns, but that being proactive is a positive thing. So they've all come out and basically all said the same thing, which is that they hope the fed can get more aggressive, uh, on interest rates going forward. So, Coming into the end of the month, not only will it be baked into the expectations, uh, but there is a, uh, a growing concern of sorts that the Fed is losing a little bit of control on right. the marketplace and we all know and the listeners of this show know that this is something they've prided themselves on having control of that market being able to give the illusion that the market overall is generating some steam and that we're moving forward when we know that if it wasn't for debt and the use of debt throughout this entire 10-year period that we've been in there would be no growth at all period so there is a huge reckoning of sorts that's not very far away which gold and silver are smelling and sensing. And it's exciting to see because it brings about a ton of new interest and passion and desire. So this show is a perfect example. We're probably being heard by new listeners this week because they've turned on to the idea of gold and silver. Yeah, I think that
1: this idea of the Fed saying that there are no concerns, that they're being proactive, as you said, that they're coming out and trying to jawbone the market to say we are watching this we have some recession concerns we want to be ahead of inflation we want to be proactive we don't want to be reactive to what's going on in the market and so in that sense they're trying to create some assurance to the to the markets and i think that i think that is the key to the kind of the whole mainstream financial media is let's make sure that there's no uncertainty out there because no one likes uncertainty and certainly nobody buys stocks if there's uncertainty But one thing they do buy when there's uncertainty is
0: precious metals. Right. And, you know, when we come down to it, what we want to tackle here is the concept of does it last? Is this a pocket of selling that's going to send the price much lower or the fundamentals too strong? So let's delve into that in the second uh, part of the show, because there's lots to be said on both sides, as well as what the rest of the world is talking about when it comes to the trade war, the tariffs, the uh, debate between... U.S. and China, and of course, they run rampant with the notion that it has been stated there could potentially be more talks next month. That's enough to get excited and move the market higher. I can't wait. We sit here and look at the stock market, go up 450 points, bond market is all fixed again because there could potentially be some tariff talks next month there is no timetable folks and there is no promise of a solution and in fact we'll argue that there probably won't be one for a very long time to come which is why you got to protect your wealth we sell gold and silver it is physical and it's the only way we recommend holding it whether you're putting it into a depository account and storing it with guild hall for maximum security for the ability to buy and sell for phone call or you're extending that beyond to an RRSP a TFSA, a lira, lift, riff, any type of registered account, we can help you, guide you, hold your hand along that process. It's very easy to do, and gold and silver, in my opinion, still remain cheap. Uh, we want to get also to, before we go to break, to the Twitter contest, twitter.com slash guildhallwm, retweet the top post. Uh, starting now it's already live and uh, give us a like follow us please this contest is open to all Canadians all Americans it is for 110 ounce royal Canadian mint silver bar which will be chosen at random in the first week of October live and uh, we'd like you to have a chance to win that so go over to twitter.com slash guildhall WM and enter that contest when we get back more on silver gold and colored diamonds tariff and many more topics to discuss as it relates to the topics we love the most precious metals and colored diamonds you are tuned in to the real money show with guildhall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto welcome back to the real money show with guildhall wealth management this is in fact a week of very interesting movement in gold and silver it's exciting there's tons of passion with respect to investors calling in so a big congratulations and a warm welcome to all new buyers of gold and silver and even a farewell to some that have sold. They're very few and far between Jeremy. In fact, we had two sales this week. Very exciting, but they were profitable and that's what we love to see. So those that are walking away, well done. Maybe you're parking it elsewhere, but in fact, those coming into the market, a warm hello and welcome and congratulations. You are a participating in something that's very exciting. Jeremy, uh, before we get to the idea of does this last, this little pullback we're experiencing here on Thursday, uh, let's talk a little bit about whether or not people are too late. Uh, A couple of months ago, we were talking about silver in a $14 range. Uh, Gold in the uh, $1,200 range, now gold in the $1,500 range, U.S., and silver in the 18, and and was in the middle 19, almost $20 an ounce yesterday. Uh, What, if any, is the timeline here? Are we too late to get into this market still, in your opinion? I don't think so. I think uh, we talked about in the last segment that
1: silver is incredibly undervalued against gold and gold is incredibly undervalued against the money that's a wash in the system and the debts that are out there. You know, we're going to be talking about all this trade talk noise and we want to always remember that where are we with regard to the certain uncertainty that surrounds us with the amount of debts out there, 250 trillion debt. Sixty trillion debt plus unfunded liabilities—the amount of leverage that's mm-hmm. in the system—is scary. And gold has has quietly been consolidating over the last several years and building up to this point where we've seen the the breakout recently. So you know, if I we even uh, in the last segment, Darren, we were talking about uh, the feeling similar to 2010 where. Silver was trading in in the $17, $18 range, and by September we were into the 20s. Now, we don't know if it's going to do that, but if someone bought silver at $25 an ounce, was that a silly move back in 2010-11? No, the price went to $48 an ounce. I read some articles this week that said inflation-adjusted price of silver could take it to $1,000 an ounce. I've also read articles that talked about silver going to over $400 an ounce, which might sound absolutely ridiculous given the current price, but it's not in the world that we live in today, 7 Billion plus people, um, all of the debts out there. So, I do think that ultimately this is just a glimmer. This is just a confirmation that for people who've been holding it for the last several years who got ahead of the investment and, you know, up 15% very, very quickly, it's just confirmation that they did the right thing. For those who bought in in the last five, six months, it's just confirmation that they did the right thing. And, you know, I think for you and I, Darren, we were talking about this earlier today that even on the show, we didn't we weren't pushing the market pretending like it was going to go up next week we don't we didn't have a timeline we don't have a crystal ball we don't know when the price of silver and gold are going to break higher but we are very confident that given the fundamentals out there this market has a long way to go and it's very important that people own the
0: actual physical product, though. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. I encourage you to use it often. Get over there to that website. Get over to the Twitter contest. Twitter.com/guildhallwm. It's a ten ounce silver bar from the Royal Canadian Mint. Retweet that post at the top of our Twitter page. Like us, follow us, and uh, give us a call and mention the contest for free extra entry. But Jeremy, really, when it comes down to this. Um, My excitement stems from the fact and I will pat us on the back just a tiny little bit because we did actually say on the show two weeks ago that we were hoping for $18 an ounce by September 1st. Accomplished, mission done, and uh, it's not often on the show that we would say anything about where we expect price to go, but I thought that was a fair assessment based on what we were seeing starting to ramp up in the market. And We called that, believe it or not, uh, over uh, a month earlier. So two weeks ago, we said it's going to happen, uh, but the original onset of that was over a month ago. So that's fantastic news. But um, this has been a week in which we have been so busy. uh, It's exciting to see people getting passionate about their money, passionate about protecting their wealth, but equally concerned about the welfare of the economy globally. And one of the big topics that we've been ranting and raving about back and forth and seeing, you know, so much in the way of headlines regarding is the trade, is the trade talk, the trade war, the tariff talk, if you will. It's been called so many different things. And, um, you know, I want to get started on that topic a little bit today. And I want to um, basically just bring to the listener's attention a fantastic um uh, article, if you will, that was uh, produced uh, by uh, Harris and Bricken law firm called China Law Blog, and it's uh, China Law for Business, and it's all kinds of topics, but they wrote one this uh, week, was particularly interesting by a person there named Steve Dickinson, and uh, it was called, Does China Want a Second Decoupling? The Chinese Texts Say That It Does, and this is a lot to do about the trade talk that's happening and uh, the bantering back and forth and interesting takes on this i want you to share your uh, overall take after reading this document we're going to share it with our listeners we'll put it in the uh the the news uh, letter for the week and really just talk to us about what you're hearing out there and how gold and silver may be impacted by all of this uh, tariff talk so everyone you know, we we have an article in front of us
1: here, Jim Cramer.
0: Everybody right? has an opinion, right?
1: Everyone's talking about, oh, there's going to be a trade talk, so everything's great. The stock, you can buy stocks again. Market's moving higher, mm-hmm. wonderful. Confidence out the wazoo mm-hmm. because the trade talks are back on. Oh, tomorrow the trade talks will be off. Right. And it feels like, and this is where I get annoyed because. I don't like having our intelligence uh, insulted. Where it's like we're acting like little dogs jumping at a bouncing ball. Right, where trade talks are trade talks are on, trade talks are off. Mm-hmm. Will this work? Will it? Won't? And there's all these different viewpoints, and there's no real nitty gritty to it. We know there's there's tariff tit for tat, but what does it actually come down to? And I think that this that this article, which which Jerry found for us. Um, the one does China want a second decoupling is a really interesting thing to keep a to keep a note of. In other words, how do you get rid of all the noise and get down to brass tacks on what this trade talk is really about? Mm-hmm. And and so what they what they what they do in this this article is researching is they go to um, the person that is giving the advice, the sole basically advisor to China. Um, Xi Jinping's one-man think tank who wrote a paper. And what it comes down to is the fact that this is all about intellectual property. Right. Okay? This is about the fact that the Chinese are stealing intellectual property, but that as they lay out in this paper as part of their own economic reasoning is that they are communist and feel that stealing it is totally fine. They are within their rights to take that technology because it belongs to the world. Mm. It's a very communist perspective, right? But it is the perspective. And this article is saying, don't don't listen to what they're telling the world or what they're telling their people. What you should be doing is reading this paper written by this one-man think tank who has uh, the uh, Xi Jinping's ear. And what they're saying is, we can steal as much technology as we want. This isn't going to change. And... That this article basically starts to draw parallels between how Russia dealt with them up until the 60s and how the U.S. is dealing with them. Right. And eventually Russia said, you know what, we can't continue to give you the technology and, and be treated this way. So they, they left and China decoupled and went on its own. And this article is leading, saying that, the China, that China is leading in the, moving in the same direction. Right. So there's a lot at stake here, but ultimately it comes down to intellectual property. When they joined the World Trade Organization, they were told that they
0: have to stop that behavior, Right. and they Which did they it. Haven't. It's only it's only grown from there.
1: And even if the rest of the world doesn't necessarily like the US's slant on it, right? They're certainly backing the US to say, "Yeah, they should not be stealing this property, and that's really what this trade war comes down to, is pressuring them to stop doing it. And if they don't stop doing it, you're going to see a China move in on itself, right, rather than be partnering with the U.S. That could have incredible consequences down the road. So this this new noise that's out there of the trade talks are on, the trade talks are off, it all has to come down to are
0: they going to stop stealing the intellectual property or not? Well, in that very same China log blah from Harrison Bricken, they also introduce a second article, which is repeat after me. There will be no U.S. China trade deal. And so in addition to the article you were just mentioning, the U.S.-China trade war is and will be the new norm. And that's the summary of the whole discussion, talking on some of the points that you touched on. This can be something they expect to go on and on for a very long time. And oh, I to so it's like
1: 1984- the, Absolutely, the, the fake war that has to go on forever, okay.
0: Right, so there's no conclusion to this. Uh, rather, one side in Trump's side know that they need to get China to cooperate to at least a certain extent to at least say, talks are on, we're going to extend this discussion in order for him to look and feel good about his chances for re-election. It's a big part of it anyways, not right. all, but some of it. And on the other side, China's saying, well, hold on a second, you know, you've got... All of this basically coming to you and you've been taking it and your consumers want it.
1: Yeah, we're talking about you goods. can't
0: damage them. You right. can't hurt your consumer. I'll play your little Russian roulette game and we'll push that boundary. You can't you can't cut us off. Your consumer will eat you alive. And so we're just gonna keep going back and forth, back and forth. And then in one week you'll have gotten a little up and next week I'll have gotten a little up. And then and the no Fed,
1: solution. And then the Fed people come out. And they say, well, looking at the numbers, um, you know, we see the confidence, and so manufacturing will go back up. And we were talking about that, saying, well, no, it doesn't work that way. If there's no orders coming in, there's no manufacturing. Mm-hmm. They, y- you can, you can pretend that these numbers look great. Trump can pretend that the economy is fantastic, but it comes down to the factories saying, am I producing stuff? Do I have the orders to produce stuff? Absolutely. Because I'm not just going to just continue to go into debt and produce stuff. So there, there's so many nuances to this story.
0: Well, listen, the fact is we need to continue to talk about these topics and more and extend that to the third segment here. Uh, If you're listening to the show and you feel like we do, that there's a lot of uncertainty lying ahead and you're not sure what the outcomes are, but you know that we're not going to see a stock market doubling its size. You know, we're not going to see a housing sector that's going to double its value right now then maybe it's the right time for you to think about protecting your wealth using physical gold and silver. If you want to put it in a storage account, we can help you do that. If you want to put it into an RSP, a TFSA, any type of registered account, we can also walk you through that type of account. For those that would like to uh, get better bang for your buck, let's talk allocated financing. We'll come back just for a few minutes, Jeremy. That's the ability for you as a buyer to take up to 80% of the total metal value. Of the total metal value and have it paid for by somebody else. And you can put up 20%. Uh, that we'll talk about when we come back, allocated financing. And in addition to that, the number to call is one eight seven seven eight 877 silver Guildhallwealth.com is the website. And you are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto welcome back once again to the Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, the show about real money, physical gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, hard assets that have and will continue to protect your hard-earned wealth. Now, Jeremy, throughout this show, we have been talking a little bit about certain topics of tariffs. We've uh, touched on uh, some of the issues that the mainstream media is throwing out there, and it's uh, definitely and clearly an ongoing problem. But the the ultimate reality here is that there's uncertainty and this is really just when it comes down to it white noise it is just uh, a way for them to deflect you the consumer the people that are making this economy what it is on their backs taking the debt to build and buy homes and cars and everything that you do on a day-to-day basis And there's no reward in the end because in the end, this is a broken economy that is going to see a turn of the tides. And when they just refocus you a little tiny bit with certain headlines, they make you believe that for the moment everything's good when it's not. So we say to that, be your own central bank. Be smart with your money. We've talked about silver as savings in the past, Jeremy. So many great topics that we've introduced on this very show. And as gold and silver continue to gain steam here going into the last quarter of the year, up golds, by the way, over 16% and silver over 18% today, there is a clear picture being painted and an argument for every single individual that has an extra dollar to be placing that in gold or silver.
1: I think that this topic of the US China trade deal is a big one. something that's being used by everybody for their own purposes well, in that's many for respect. Sure. Um you know it it it's something that the US is just going to continue to string everyone along. The talks are off, they're on, they're off, they're on. Um you know, Just to, to string along the consumer. And I think at the end of the day, if you look at these two articles, which we're going to put into our newsletter, um, the second one being almost more important, but you have to read the first one, which the, the second one's called Repeat After Me. There will be no U.S.-China trade deal. So what if the premise was that there will be no ultimate trade deal? Because no one has the specifics on what that trade deal is, although it is a lot of it is in this article. What if the premise is that there will not be a trade deal? What if you ignored all the noise? Are you going to continue to invest in the stock market? Are you going to continue to do what you're doing? Or are you going to look at a strategic diversifier of precious metals to hedge against uncertainty as well, given the fact that they're so undervalued, there's the prospect of Growing your wealth at the same time Mm -hmm. because that's what happens in these cycles last time in 2010 11 when gold goes from basically a low of 650 $700 back in 2008 9 all the way up to $1,900 us or silver goes from a low of nine dollars in 2008 to a high of $48 an ounce that is some major growth and that is a way for you to eventually get ahead and we believe that this time around The markets are so undervalued, precious metals, that they could skyrocket even higher than they did last time. And you've certainly shown me some charts that that point in that direction, Darren. So let's talk about some of the ways that people can get involved in the market different ways that might work for them obviously at guild we do like to tailor uh, the getting involved in precious metals for the each individual client i know for myself i'm always uh, telling people the first place to start is get some physical in your hand because that way you start the relationship you get a sense of what it's like every person who comes to the office we put a hundred ounce bar of silver in their hand and they're always surprised at how heavy it is um, but it's a great way to get involved in the market and just kind of dip a toe in if you've never done this before.
0: Guildhallwealth.com, by the way, is the website to go to. And uh, you know what? When it comes to the accounts, uh, we've just, we've always, always, always maintained the same thing. These are self-directed accounts. Of course, we are not sitting there as your financial planner advisors working all this in and out. We are experts in gold and silver. So we're going to give you the latest news, up-to-date information, and, and supply you with the education you need to be smart about decisions you make. But Ultimately, let's for a second isolate one of the accounts we offer. It's called allocated financing. And speaking of gold and silver rising, when those markets get excited and the passion that drives these markets, which is the people buying these uh, gold and silver investments all over the world, start to ramp up as they are now for many reasons we've discussed. Sometimes people like to get a little more bang for their buck. The allocated financing account that we have at Guildhall does exactly that. It allows me to start, let's say, with a 1,000 ounces of silver, as an example, and instead of laying out what would now be U.S. probably around $20.5 per ounce, give or take, uh, and, and putting that all into the market for you know $20,500, I would own 10 100-ounce Royal Canadian Mint bars. Another way to do that is using this allocated financing account and putting up as little as 20% of the total metal value you want to invest in. The rest is going to be financed for you and you're using the profitability of your account over the period of time that you're in the marketplace with the expectation of much higher prices in silver to cover all of that and to walk away hopefully at the end of the day a with your principal back in your pocket and B let's hope long term you've got not a thousand ounces. let's hope you've taken made smart decisions and that 1,000 ounces is now 5,000 ounces because the market has allowed you to do that. That's the excitement that drives these markets, but getting in it right now when the price is still cheap like this, Jeremy, it's like a flash sale on silver, and it's an exciting time to be part of it.
1: Yeah, it's certainly one way to go, which is, again, instead of outlaying um you know right now the price of silver is 1850 us instead of laying out the 1850 you're laying out more like 9 dollars an ounce mm-hmm. um so you could think about it that way rather than needing an 18 dollar move plus to double your money you only need a 9 dollar move plus to double your money um and you've done that with a, a lower outlay and then of course because of the the market's rising just like uh mortgages and real estate if the equity's growing you can take that equity out Right? So we've had clients who've literally taken out their, their initial capital and you still have that product in the market. And that's where I think you were talking about adding to the position where you could take the equity out, acquire additional product that's no longer part of the financing um, investment. And then you know, there's different ways to go that, that route. For me, I love the registered accounts. I love the fact that Guildhall offers allocated segregated accounts, where clients have unfettered access to their product. They can go to the vault, personally audit their holdings, hold their gold and silver in their hand. They get an inventory report with the serial numbers of the products that they're holding. This isn't paper. This isn't an ETF. This isn't a pool account. It's not a physical backed fund where ultimately you don't own the product. This is pure ownership of your physical metal in a registered account. And we do this, Darren, at a a price tag that's pretty much close to buying it over the counter. So what does anyone have to lose to hold some physical metal in their portfolio? Especially if, as an example, you look at gold over the last 15, 20 years in Canadian dollars, it's averaged about 9% a year. Now, the last few years, we've had those 6%, 7% gains. And this year, we're starting to see those double-digit gains like we saw back in the early 2000s, where year over year, we were getting double-digit gains. So I think long-term in a registered account, you want to beat inflation, which means you need something that's going to average over 6%. And I think silver does that even with a cost of doing business of just over 1% a year. Now, with that said, we're in a world of negative interest rates, Darren, where I think there's very, the the number of countries with positive interest rates, and these are meager positive interest rates at best, is getting smaller and smaller. And so the opportunity cost to actually own physical metals, that barrier is disappearing. So the option to own precious metals has never looked better. It's undervalued, its cost of doing business, it makes sense at this point, given what it costs up to get out of a GIC. And things like that. So definitely take a look at the registered accounts, whether it's an RSP, TFSA, RESP, uh, RIF, LIF. And the best part is, is if you already have an RSP with the current financial institution, we can transfer funds from that institution. A portion or all of it. A portion or all of it, without any penalty. You're not taking the money out of the RSP. You're you're transferring the the funds from within the RSP to another to another financial institution within the RSP, And Guildhall will walk you through that every step of the way.
0: Yeah, this is an important time for that, Jeremy, because coming up to this last quarter, we've got a lot of holidays uh, in action and a lot of people thinking about different things, but the markets don't sleep. And if we've learned nothing, it's that we continually say on the show, uh, silver does not let up for anyone. Gold does not let up for anyone. And before you know it, you wake up and what was $14 and change an ounce and silver is now $19 or $18. And that's exactly what's happened over the last two months. We've seen a, a fairly significant jump in both metals, both metals up well over 30% year over year. And uh, that's the very first step of a new bull market that gets developed over time and could be the next 10 years. And what our uh, entire premise of education is predicated on it is the fact that the fundamentals that stand behind precious metals, they've always been in play. Ever since day one, since 2002, the U.S. dollar weakening and, by by extension, all currencies devaluating. Over long term. Over very long term. Long term. I mean, the
1: U.S. dollar might be getting some strength recently, but its long-term trend
0: is down, down, down. Correct. And then, of course, the second one, that threat of inflation and long-term inflation threats, which are all over the place. Whether we accept it or not, we can put forth the case to show you geopolitics the instability of worldwide governments the threat of war tariff talk all of these things going on sanctions that is all reasoning behind why countries are buying and bulking up on things like gold and silver and of course last but not least supply and demand the silver market from the 70s versus the 2019s it's it's a reckoning a changing of sorts it's like a renaissance if you will in terms of that so let's talk more about in that terms of the lack of product yes the lack of product versus the amount of things silver is being used in let's actually touch base on that in the fourth segment when we come back because it might excite people to know exactly how many things silver is actually in and the fact is that we can make the case you can't live without it So let's talk about that a bit when we come back and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about a Twitter contest that's ongoing, your chance to win a 10-ounce RCM bar. Come back and listen to us after the segment, uh, after the break, and uh, we'll be happy to tell you more about that. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The Real Money Show. Welcome back after the break there. We appreciate you tuning in. This is Guildhall Wealth Management. And you are tuned into The Real Money Show. We want to thank you for being tuned in all week. And also to mention before we go, sorry, I'll pick that up again. Yeah, for just yeah it's
1: soft. It. It's great. Just go, let's quickly review. Yeah. Because we got to get right, on to other right. stuff. It's
0: all good. Welcome back. Segment number four of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. To mention quickly, Twitter contest, twitter.com slash guildhallwm. Retweet the top post starting already already active. If you're listening to the show, go there now. And if we're doing that, hitting like and following us, you are entered to win a 10 ounce silver bar contest ends September 30th. It's open to everyone in the US and Canada. And uh, we're going to send that bar to you free of charge. And all you have to do is go over to twitter.com slash guildhallwm, retweet the top post, like us and follow us. And for an extra entry free of charge, give us a call and say, You heard the contest on The Real Money Show, and we'll give you a free entry. Uh, Jeremy, let's review, let's get right into this. And uh, again, a very busy week, many topics happening, uh, really the consensus about the largest topic being the tariff talk. We talked about it on this show, but again, uh, a very sensitive topic around the world, viewed very differently depending on where you are.
1: Yeah, I think ultimately our, our take is ignore the trade war talk noise um this this is going to be about intellectual property mm-hmm. it's not about tariffs that's a technique um or a strategy if you will but this idea of one day there's certainty one day there's not certainty driving the market that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and people are going to use their tariff talk to talk about a whole bunch of things. I even saw an article uh, recently um, where they're saying, "Here's all the fallacies of about the the trade talks," which hey, I could agree with with most of them. And then it goes on to say, because at the end of the day, this is all about cover for the fact that the U.S. dollar is tanking. Who cares? We know the dollar is going down. So uh, try to ignore the trade noise on th- that's going on there. Focus on whether or not you think the stock market's going to continue up forever, we're talking. Re- re- you know, everyone's talking about recession. We talked about the six um, six people at the Fed who were brought out to the media and they talked up the the markets and they said, "Oh, we're watching everything closely. We want to be proactive." Six board members of the Fed. That's craziness to try to talk the market down and try to create that air of certainty, which really isn't there. So we talked about that this idea of that there's no concerns out there and that the fed's trying to be proactive, but it's just not the case. There's so many debts out there. The market there, we're on the verge of a recession. This isn't a good time to be, to be cavalier with your money after over a decade long expansion. So we think it's important to look at a strategic diversifier, which is precious metals. And uh, that's something that we talked about now. What we did say we were going to talk about, Darren, is the usages for silver because you mentioned that people would be very surprised to find out what silver's actually in these days and how it's already a part of
0: everyday life, especially anything that has to do with technology. Imagine this. In a time and age where we can argue that the price currently at $19 is not even as high as it is the cost of some mines to bring an ounce out of the ground. Some mines, blue chip mines, large companies are still bringing silver out of the ground right now as we speak above $20 an ounce all in. And the reality is back in the 70s, the last time we saw a big bull market for gold and silver, the usages really for silver in particular were very simple. They were coins, they were jewelry, silverware, photography, and then implied net investment and through the 70s. Of course, that increased over time up until the late 70s, early 80s. In fact, January of 1980, where we had the blow-off top, the whole Hunt Brothers thing, everything that was happening.
1: And at that time, I believe there was over 4 billion ounces of silver above Over ground. 4
0: billion ounces, 4.5 billion ounces.
1: And companies like Tiffany's and Polaroid had stockpiles
0: of silver. Yeah. They were which, buying in the open market and stockpiling silver, raw silver. Which... No company does these days. No. As of 2005, in fact, the last great hoard of silver was the U.S. Mint. And as of 2005, they went into the open market to continue to mint their Silver Eagles. The Canadian Mint goes into the open market to buy their silver. Uh, yeah. They do not have a hoard. It does not exist. But
1: what, what, What's your take on the official amount of silver out there? Because I'm under the impression that it's a billion but then I think the Silver Institute said that there's 2 billion ounces. So it's hard to figure out is there 1 billion? Is there 2 billion? Either way, there's 7.5 billion people on the planet. So not enough silver to go around. Mm-hmm. What's your take? Are you well
0: at the high end? If you say it's 2 billion, it's a lot less silver above ground than there is gold. Gold yeah. is around 6 to 7 billion ounces right now because most of what brings out what comes out of the ground for gold stays above ground. In silver, however, the usages have gone from four main ones for right. food groups, if you will, <laughs> to now being you know massive over a hundred different uses. In in um, when we talk about it, silver industrially, its demand industrially, we're talking about electronics. We're talking about uh, consumerism that will dictate the long term of silver is not good. We don't have enough, and the so, fact is that even at two billion ounces above ground, if that's how much there is. Most of that is spoken for. It's not readily available silver that you can put anywhere you want. That's silver that's owned by other people. There's only a very small portion of 900 million ounces or less that's currently available for the public to consume. And not to dwell on the point Jeremy but the importance of this is understanding we in the business Guild Hall, that is in our background uh, are experts as, uh, of logistics in precious metals and one thing that we're seeing a lot of right now which will be a continuing theme throughout this next bull run is the fact that there is a tremendous amount of pressure on that supply right now yeah, there are there's no 10 ounce bars lying around right now there are premiums on all kinds of different bars we're running out of Everything and Guild Hall's managing through all of this inventory-wise incredibly well, just because of the size, the volume I we had, deal
1: with. I had a I had a client call this week and said, "Well, your price on gold is a little higher than my regular dealer, but he's out of gold." And I said, "Well, I guess he could charge a dollar then," and he didn't quite understand what I meant. <laughs> it, but the point is, is that. It comes down to, do you have the product or not? Right. And definitely as the price goes higher and both gold and silver premiums are going to go up. And so there's just going to be higher premiums, less product available, Mm. but getting higher premiums and uh, higher prices. But let's not forget what silver is in. It's in every computer, every car, every plasma screen TV, cell phone, refrigerator, microwave. It's in water purification, Batteries. So you want to talk about every TV period, not just you, plasmas. Yeah. You want to talk about Porsche just launching its electric car. There's a silver. ton of silver, not a literal ton, but there is a lot of silver in those things. And all of these technologies, everything electronic that has silver, which does have silver in it, the price is inelastic. Price of silver could go to $300 an ounce. You still need the silver in that computer. So you're not going to change the price of the silver. Uh, you're not, sorry, you're not going to change the price of the computer. You still have to build the computer, mm-hmm. right? So the price is inelastic. It doesn't mean you stop producing things just because the price of silver rises, because no, there's not a lot of to silver in this. $100 in a computer. plus,
0: because it's a cheap alternative to gold in many cases. Yeah. And it does just as good a job in most applications, if not way better than gold. So it's going to be continued to be used. And just think of it from a cell phone perspective there may only be a very, very tiny bit of silver in every cell phone. How many cell phones as a user have you gone through Jeremy?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, more than 4? Uh, I feel sure. like I feel like we're at a stage where we can we can make our cell phones last a little bit longer because they have so much more memory than they used to, but there was a period where you were getting rid of your cell phone every 2-3 years.
0: Sure there was. Right? Absolutely. Uh, that, there was that like a probably... 10
1: there was like a 15-year period where every couple of years you're getting rid of your cell phone. That's right. And uh, you weren't
0: re- you weren't recycling the silver in those cell phones at all. No, when the price goes sky high, they'll
1: start trying to do that. Of course. Right? But even the Royal Canadian Mint relies on recycling products. Right? That's right. So if we get back 2010 silver maples from a client, we're not reselling that to another client. Nobody cares about 2010 silver maples. So we sell those back to our wholesaler and that wholesaler will literally send send it back to the Royal Canadian Mint and sell it back to them and they'll refabricate it into something new. I love that 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 happens in the market because it just goes to show that once you've once you've refined the silver, the energy cost is done. It takes very little to re-refine it back to 2019 silver maples, right? And so this idea of of that that uh, store of energy, that store of value, is something I think about with with regard to precious metals. There's a reason why they've been money for thousands of years, partly because of that idea, right? That it's a store of energy, it's a store of value, and when trust goes out the window, and trust me, confidence is something that can disappear very quickly. Look at Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Look, at the, look at the decline of Bitcoin. That happened very, very quickly. Um, the US dollar could happen very quickly. Economies all around the world. Once confidence goes out the window, and I was listening to a, a, an interview with Kyle Bass saying, look, you got to follow the wealthy. If you see the wealthy start to leave Hong Kong, it's not a good sign, right? If you start to see the wealthy buying physical precious metals, follow the smart money, there's something like eight billionaires now. We've got a list here at Guildhall who own phys- who own gold, right? And uh, you've got to follow the smart money in that sense. So I think, you know, just now we're talking about supply demand issue. We know that silver's being used in more and more electronic, digital,
0: um, you know. Everything. We we didn't talk about. Water purification, solar usages. Every single solar panel in the entire world right now has silver in it. Every Scud missile on the unfortunate side of business and industrial demand, every single warhead created has silver in it. Silver is in everything, folks, and we can't live without it. So if you feel like we do and you have a strong opinion about what the future holds for you, these are just supplemental reasons to hold silver. Silver and gold. This doesn't even address the real main reasons, which is we are not in a safe place right now. And if you value your wealth and you want to have a strategic diversifier, you must consider silver and gold. Go over to guildhallwealth.com or call the number 18778 Silver. Will help you to get it into your registered accounts, allocated financing accounts cash accounts if you want to buy through our e-store you can do that through the website but more importantly Get to know us, meet us, call us, and just ask, hey, guys, what's up with this silver story? Tell me more, and we will walk you through every single step of getting that account open. Again, reminder, twitter.com slash guildhallwm, our latest contest, a free 10-ounce Royal Canadian Mint Silver Bar up for grabs. That contest will close officially at midnight, September 30th. Just simply retweet the top post, like us, follow us, and call us and mention the contest for an extra entry you have been tuned in to the real money show with guildhall wealth management i am darren long thanking you on behalf of jeremy wiseman my co-host for tuning in and we are listening on global news radio 640 toronto